Welcome to Page Rebels. If you enjoyed we Page Rebels, authors, please consider giving your host Lori like Thorne. And, and today and we have romanticy author T.L. Combs with us. Thank you for being with us today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And it is a wine time episode. So yes. <laughs> let me yes. formally invite anyone listening. If you would like to pour a glass with us, feel free to do so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so T.L., what are you drinking today? I'm- <laughs> I'm actually drinking tea. Well, it's cold brew tea. <laughs> I love that. We do tea every night. So yes. like I'm a morning person coffee, night person tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a mixture of like mint, hibiscus and, you know, all that fun stuff. So <laughs> nice. Well, tell us a little about you. It's a show about you. So okay. we need to start there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, what do you want to know? Um, <laughs> I, my name is T.L. Combs. I have been writing officially, I guess, for the past year and some change. Um, and I will have my, oh goodness, my fifth book is scheduled to come out February next year. So, and then I have a sixth book coming up after that as the third and final book in my fantasy series, <clears throat> excuse me. And um, yeah, so I just kind of went rolling with it. I used to write a lot when I was little, um, like six, seven, eight would write, <clears throat> excuse me, would write stories um, just about anything and everything, mostly about teddy bears. Uh, <laughs> Because I had a thing for like teddy bears Christmas and uh, teddy bear picnic, you know, all that. So uh, my room was decked out in teddy bears. So um, I wrote a lot of stories about them. And then um, when I got into high school and stuff, I would, you know, do like journaling and that kind of things, nothing serious. But I did love my English class. That was like my favorite class, um, especially when we did creative writing. Um. And after that, I really, I started writing um, back in like 2008. Uh, I was in like kind of a really rocky relationship then. And it was like my outlet. Um, And so I wrote a story about um, like a YA contemporary romance uh, about like uh, an up and coming chef. And she was trying to get into culinary school and, uh, ends up falling in love with one of the teacher's assistants and that kind of situation. Um, and I wrote kind of a duology pairing um, her side of the story, his side of the story. Um, and uh, I just kind of published that for myself. I didn't really do anything with it uh, outside of just having it printed. And that was it. <laughs> um, and then it wasn't until last year or almost two years now um, a friend of mine, H.E. Gober, uh, she's actually an author as well, uh, and she and she designs all my um, book covers, actually. Um, she asked me, I was telling her about a dream I had about <laughs> my, fan, my first fantasy novel that's out, um, and she's like, you have to write that down. You have to write it down. So I was like, okay. So we both decided to write out these stories we had in mind, and it just decided to stick with uh, TikTok and book talk and get into that world. And the rest is where we are now. <laughs> so that's, 
So do you write multiple books at the same time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My brain like compartmentalizes uh, because of, you know, trauma. And so I just use that to my advantage, essentially. Um, And I tell people this all the time that the stories in my head are like gifts like the last scene that I had them at in the story, I can see them like moving, like ready to go, (laughs) like on repeat kind of thing. And I just kind of file through. I'm like, all right, let's bring you up again. And then we just kind of go from there. And yeah, I'm usually writing. I have at least five going at a time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's so impressive that, you know, you started about a year ago and now it's going to be six books out just in a few months from now. It's right around the corner. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. I don't, my brain works uh, in a weird way and I have always been this theatrical, I guess in my head. And I'm always coming up with different stories. um, Just like random storylines in my head, like ever since I was little and just maladaptive, you know, daydream and, play out the whole thing and then okay it's over now and they leave <laughs> so uh, these last couple of books have been harder to finish because I don't want the characters to leave because uh, I know as soon as I hit the end they're going to be gone so I'm, I'm just kind of like procrastinating because I don't want them to go just yet so <laughs> I share that feeling about yeah. some of my characters and I want to talk about that more okay later. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, let's talk about your book that's coming out. Yeah. It's a holiday book. Mm-hmm. It's the Humbug of the Holiday, and it's a yeah. Carter Sisters Christmas novella. So it's yeah. in that series. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you want to start us off with the excerpt? Sure. I, I mean, I can, I can tell you a little bit about it before I start. Oh, yes. um, so this is um, a novella based off of... Uh, <laughs> I wrote a a cozy historical fantasy read, I guess, like Regency inspired. Um, And because I needed a break from the the high fantasy I was in, Um, it's a lot. (laughs) It's pretty intense, you know, after a while. So I needed a break and I want, but I wanted to keep being creative. So I wrote this story (laughs) based off of a random conversation I had with um, Hannah, A.G. Gober, and my husband. Um, we were talking about allergies <laughs> and I was like, that's such the audacity of a flower. And then that, it just, Oh my God, that's a title of a book. And it just kind of <laughs> kept going. So, <laughs> so this is a Christmas story based off of that romance. And uh, this is after the aftermath and um, them kind of living life and then getting into kind of a crazy situation where she is, um, kind of obsessed with being perfect and having the perfect holiday. So it's like the opposite of um, Mr. Scrooge. Uh, But so it's got that element, you know, the Christmas Carol element in there. So, but this is like the beginning opener uh, for, for this. So I'll read it. And I typically read with an accent. So forgive me. (laughs) Cause that's the only way I can get through this. (laughs) All righty. Chapter one, tis the season. Now this is from uh, Poppy's POV and it's first person, um, present tense. Our home bustles with the fervor of holiday preparations. Each corner of our grand manor alive with activity. Servants glide gracefully through the vast corridors. 
their measured steps echoing off the cream-coloured ornate walls. The very essence of the season permeates the air. A heady mixture of pine and cinnamon swirls around me, cocooning me in its festive embrace. As I make my way through the house, the stray pine needles that have escaped the wreaths and garlands crunch under my feet. Our maids, faces flushed with exertion, flit about with brooms and dustpans, attempting to keep pace with the relentless parade of conifer confetti that multiplies with each passing moment. Are you sure this isn't too indulgent? Lewis, my ever-practical husband, takes a momentary respite in the dining room. He plucks a ripe apple from a gleaming silver bowl adorning the table, the first spike causing the succulent juices to cascade down his chin. Smiling, I retrieve a handkerchief from the concealed pocket of my maroon chiffon gown. You are quite the picture of indulgence, I tease, approaching him with a gentle smile. Allow me. He grins mischievously, his eyes alight with playful warmth as I delicately clean the apple remnants from his chin before he rewards me with a tender kiss. Thank you, my beloved flower. His gaze then drifts toward the arduous endeavor occurring just beyond the dining room's threshold. Three strapping male servants strain with exertion, grappling with a colossal pine tree that threatens to overtake the space. Another one? A note of incredulity. Oh my goodness, this word always bothers me. I can never say it out loud. Incredulity. Oh goodness, you know what I'm saying. In his voice. Incredulity? Is that? Incredulity. Thank you. Thank you. Incredulity in his voice. I always get tongue tied with that word. His, he places the partially eaten apple back onto the table and raises his hands in mock surrender. Poppy, I would never dream of curtailing your extravagances, but do you truly require 10 trees to commemorate the birth, of, the birth of our Lord? I respond with a nonchalant shrug, resolve in my eyes. This is our first Christmas in our new home, Lewis. I'm resolved to ensure that our little ones experience the grandest of celebrations so we can make our own traditions. My love. Lewis counters, his gaze shifting to the colossal tree now upright in its holder. Rose is a mere three years old, and day is but four months. I doubt they will recall any of this extravagance. Not according to the new health journal I've just read, I retort with conviction, turning to him and placing a gentle hand on his chest. While small children may not retain precise memories of specific circumstances, they will undoubtedly carry them with emotions experienced during the event. My fingers dance along the lapel of his impeccably tailored wool jacket, which is precisely why I wish to create an indelible memories for them. Also, the rest of our family and friends shall be here soon, and I long to make a lasting impression. A fond smile graces Lewis's lips, and his dark, angular eyes crinkle with delight. Very well, my dear. Proceed as you see fit. Just do exercise uh, exercise caution with the labyrinth of candles on the ten trees you've acquired. We wouldn't want our home to go up in bloody flames. Twelve, I correct with a smirk. You forgot about the two twenty-foot spruces on the front lawn. He pauses. Twelve. With a chuckle, he swiftly departs from the room, taking his apple with him, leaving me to con contemplate the towering 12-foot spruce that now commands the far corner of the dining hall. I tilt my head and ponder aloud. 
Perhaps it should have been larger. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Great accent. I can't do any yes. accent. So <laughs> that also. And I feel so connected to <laughs> I feel like if you're not the person who wants everything to be perfect, then you know that person. It's very right. relatable. <laughs> right, right. She is me. I am her. So <laughs> that's that's where we get it from. <laughs> well, I was going to ask if anything was, I mean, you said the story that led to it, but yeah, are you the characters kind of speaking to people in real life? Right, right. For sure. Um, you know, she's definitely me. Um I, I took a lot of elements of myself uh, and put them into Poppy, uh, not intentionally at first, but after I was writing it, I'm like, yeah, she's me. <laughs> like she's, she's definitely me. Now her sister, because that's the, the book that's coming out in February. Uh, it's the Pride of Princess. And her, her sister is a departure for me. She's, she's definitely not. She's, she's real flighty, uh, very uh, kind of selfish in a way, but not like intentionally trying to be selfish, but like really self-absorbed um, and, and it, head in the clouds kind of girl. Uh, so that's not really, it was hard for me to get into character for her because at first my alpha readers were like, you know, she's sounding a lot like Poppy. And I'm like, dang it, she can't sound like Poppy because she's not like her at all. So I had to like rewrite the first couple of chapters and kind of add that extra element to her you know <clears throat> that happened before yeah. where it's almost like you get to know the characters more as you're writing mm -hmm. and then those early chapters when you go back and read you're like mm, yeah I don't know if they would do that right right <laughs> so I definitely had to go back like I was halfway through the book and I was like mm, rereading the first couple of chapters and like yeah you guys are right I need to go back and rework that a little bit so yeah it, it turned out pretty good <laughs> Cool. It's just good to be aware of that too. Like yeah. I can feel it happening in the book that I'm writing right now. So yeah. I know yeah. it's in the future. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Thank you for reading that. Of course. Of um, course. And you mentioned, you know, you, you've actually got a few different series out there. The mm -hmm. Bellum Realm is the another Bellum series. Realm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the first, um, a fantasy series that I, I put out and um, the Houses of Glass and Night is the first book and then that is mainly a portal romanticy and uh, the second book is a prequel which is happens only in the Belhem realm um, so you kind of get to see the the whole realm in its entirely entirety because like there's like a wedding kind of honeymoon tour and they visit nearly all of the um, all of the uh, territories in that. So you kind of get a visual of what the realm actually looks like as a whole. So. So I can't help but notice that you've got a lot of series. Do you do that on purpose? Is it like a plan from the beginning? Oh no, not at all. Um, I am a, a planter. So I plan like the first thing and then the rest kind of just falls into my lap. So uh, <laughs> uh, the first initial book, I, I had no intention to do really anything with it, but just write down the story that was in my head. Um, and it just kind of evolved as I kept writing. 
And um, then book two, I was like, I think I'm going to make a, a second one and I want it to be a prequel. And, um, and then the third book is going to basically intertwine book one and two together and basically picking up where book one left off. Um, so they're all going to be kind of mixed match. So you can't read them out of order. You have to read them as I wrote them. Um, or you're going to ruin it for yourself. Um, so yeah, that wasn't intentional at all. So um, <laughs> just kind of happened. And like I said, I was writing The Audacity of Flower as like a reprieve from the heaviness of a fantasy series and ended up make, making a series out of that. <laughs> it's completely accidental. Um, <laughs> so I started writing The Pride of Princess afterwards because my Alfreda said, uh, yeah, of course, are, are we going to talk about her sister now? Like, is that, is that the next one? I'm like, no, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and so as I'm writing hers, I'm just like, I think I want to write a Christmas one. So I decided to write a Christmas novella. I got inspired off of Pinterest. Don't go on there if you don't want to. <laughs> so dangerous. <laughs> like, ugh. I saw all these pretty Christmas decorations and there was like a lot of um, Regency inspired Christmas decorations. And I was like, oh, that's so pretty. And it just went from there. <laughs> it's a nice feel good too. Yeah. You know, sometimes even if I'm reading, I have to like, if I read something very heavy, I'm like, mm -hmm. hmm, time for a Christmas special. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. And, and I think that I was avoiding trying to write book three because I've uh, I've trashed, trashed the first draft of book three of my series and restarted it um, <clears throat> and even have gone back to the beginning of that one and I'm like oh I need to add something else so I've added uh, literally today I added a whole new prologue now <laughs> that I wasn't going to have and now that's there and I'm working on <laughs> that and so it's just it was nice to take a break and do something light and fluffy and just real cute and cozy nothing no no real drama happens but it's still like you know it, it gives you meaning of Christmas and all that fun stuff so yeah you know a little twinkle in your eye yeah <laughs> do you think that continuing in the series is also related to what you said earlier about like not wanting to let go missing the characters yeah I think so because I, I really my first love is Regency um romance and Regency life and that's because of Jane Austen I've I've always been obsessed with her since I was little um <clears throat> and you know I by the time I was 14, I, I read Sense and Sensibility, Emma, Pride and Prejudice, Northanger Abbey. Like I read all, pretty much was on my way to read all of them and all of the main ones anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, yeah, so I think it was just kind of going back to something that I just love. I just love that era. And I, I made it fantasy because one, I'm a, I'm a fantasy author. I can't help it. And two, you know, I just do want people on my back about me changing things and, you know, doing, I have a very diverse group of characters. Um, the male, uh, the MMC is, is of Korean descent. At least he looks of Korean descent. And, you know, my dad is Korean. So that's kind of why I brought that in. 
Um, and uh, the uh, FMC is mixed. She's biracial. Her dad is white. Her mom is like bohemian kind of uh, looking. And so I, I wanted to do whatever I wanted without people yeah. being like, that didn't really happen. So, you know, <laughs> I even have a disclaimer in the beginning of the book. Like, this is not really Regency. It's fantasy. Like, <laughs> you have to. I yeah. I get it. I'm really afraid of writing historical things because oh, yeah. of research mm -hmm. and getting things wrong. Mm -hmm. So I feel it. People just yeah. get on you. I, I think there was a, a book I read. It wasn't even historical fantasy. It was, or historical fiction. It was, um, it, it was a, a, a urban uh, contemporary romance. And he was called the Duke of Oh, what is the Duke, the Prince of, the Prince of Wales? So he was called like the Duke of Wales, or something, okay. something made up that applied to the Prince of Wales, like his title or something like that. So some people like gave it a one star, or two star because of that. Like I just couldn't get past that; it just annoyed <laughs> me. They didn't even mention it that much. In the, I mean, yes, he was a duke. But they didn't like mention it every five seconds of his actual title, you know? <laughs> right. It's just like nitpicky stuff. And it's like, I never wanted to go through that. <laughs> and, and like, it's so obviously fiction. Like, she's just calm down. Right. Yeah. It's hard to know. You, can, you can't yeah. please everyone. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So we mentioned that you're on track for six books. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh. And uh, when uh, we t started planning this before, you yeah. said that one of your strengths was when you sit down, you can write a chapter. Yeah. Yeah. I can't stand up until I finish the chapter. Like I, it's, it's a blessing and a curse because I kind of zone everybody else out. Uh, when I'm in a zone, I have to finish like it. Because if they make me stop and I step away, it's all I can think about. It's like a little hyperfixation thing going on. Okay. Uh, you know, can't, a little ADHD going on there. And I have to finish. Like, I have to finish the chapter. Um, whether it's, you know, 500 words or 3,000 words, like, it has to be finished. Uh, wow. By the time the, the day is over, I have to finish that. It can't, I can't go to sleep with an open-ended chapter. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was feeling very jealous. I'm not going to lie. But really? now I see what you're saying. Like, yeah. blessing and curse. I, yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. It's not, it's not uh, necessarily good. Especially when you have kids and they're just like, mommy, mommy. And I'm like, hold on. One more, one more second. You're hungry? <laughs> so, like, yeah. It's a little obsessive. Um, I apologize frequently to my family when I get into those modes. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. It, it's something I, I, I deal with. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I know. I was, I was like, this has got to be part of the key to like being <laughs> like prodigious and producing so many, so many works. And I was telling my husband, I was like, I need to figure this out <laughs> because when I do, if I sit down to write, it is mm -hmm. the, it's the, I have three kids. So it's yeah. very much snacks yep. juice with ice. Can I have a yeah. juice with ice? Right, right, right. If you miss out the ice, like, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> you can. Uh, so it, I don't. I don't know if I've ever written a whole chapter in a sitting. Yeah. 
maybe. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> I I don't wish this on anybody. Honestly, it, it's a lot. Like my brain doesn't stop because I have people ask me like, "How did you do this? Like, how can you?" Like my brain literally never shuts off. Like it, it just is always going. Like last night, I had a dream of a dystopian world and <laughs> just a lot going on with that situation. And I had to write it down. Like okay, plot points. Like it just never shuts off, and it's exhausting sometimes because it's just it's not even just a little bit of information. Usually it's like a whole bunch of stuff and I have to get it all out of my head. It's just, it's just crazy. <laughs> so with, with that experience, how do you know when a story is done? Um, like I said, like when I say the end, like when I type those words out and then the characters stop talking and they silence, then I know it's over. Then I have nothing left over it. So when I finished... Uh, the Pride of Princess, all of the characters stopped talking. So I was like, oh, well, I'm done. Because I was like, I left it open-ended because I have a whole bunch of different ideas with different characters that could potentially go somewhere. Um, but they all stopped talking as soon as I said the end on her book. And I was like, oh, there it goes. It's over. <laughs> That's it. I got nothing left for it. So we'll see. <laughs> oh, That's true. Could they? Could they come back? It's possible. It's, I mean, I don't know yet. We well, haven't figured that part out yet. <laughs> I guess I haven't been doing it long enough to know if they come back or not. Right. Sure. But as far as how my brain works and how my daydreams have actually gone, once I ended a story in my head, it was gone. Like I couldn't, sometimes I couldn't even retrieve it again. Like as soon as I played out the entire scenario, it was, it just like, okay, that's it. We're over. And it would just leave. So as of now, no, they don't come back. <laughs> so I don't know. I might have to do like a segue because I, I do have a, an adjacent realm um, from the Bellham realm series that I started working on. And I'm not sure if that's going to be a series. It has potential to be one, uh, but I haven't gotten far enough into it to really know what's going on with that or how far I could take it. So yeah, see. about seven chapters in. So, well, I can't wait. It's on my TBR now. Like, <laughs> I need to get it on this. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a lot more gruesome than the other ones. That's for sure. Cause it's about an assassin who's kind of, she's kind of like lifeless with it. So she doesn't care. And then she's got vengeance on the on the brain, you know, so she's, and so he's the cinnamon roll to her, you know, black cat. Um, but yeah, it takes a while for that to happen. So lots of tension. I like tension. Tension makes me happy. <laughs> in books. So are your books open door or closed door? No. Okay. So I don't do, I do what's called Song of Solomon scenes. And <laughs> it's more about the emotional feeling rather than the act mm -hmm. in my thing. So I don't close the door necessarily, but I kind of go through the motions and tell you how they're feeling, you know, what's going through their minds during that time. Okay. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's not like, okay, and then they did it, close the door. Like, it's, just, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's a lot more like emotionally intimate that, you know, ha things that happen in that situation. So yeah, a little, a lot, a lot of uh, dramatic and theatrical and poetic words and imagery with that. So 
Nice. Yeah. Well, do you have any parting advice for us? And it can be not book related. It could be just parting words. I, I guess my advice in book related, um, try it for anybody who is trying to, you know, get into, uh, you know, indie publishing or self-publishing and all that kind of stuff. I would highly suggest not losing yourself in this industry because it's really easy to do. Um, getting wrapped up in like the numbers and seeing that your your posts aren't doing well or whatever, um, and and focus more on making connections in the community, making friends, and you know building each other up. I think that's the best way to build yourself up is to lift up others with you. Um, so I think without losing yourself, you need to build that community around yourself to kind of keep you afloat, especially when things get bad or, or sales dip or, you know, whatever. So I think that's really important. That's great advice. I think I've been lucky to be on like the really positive side of book talk. Same. Um, and it, it is such a good place. It is yeah. such, such a good supportive place. Yeah, it really is. It really is. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Of course, the thank humbug. You for yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. The humbug of the holiday is available now. Available and, I, and I'll have the link to purchase in the show notes. So it's super mm -hmm. easy, uh, as well as your other information. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, oh, a cozy, like a, I think of Hallmark Christmas special, right? Yeah. Like that's what you want at this time of year. You can find it in the humbug of the holiday. So be yes. sure to check that out. Uh, and thank you so much. Thank you. If you enjoyed Page Rebels, please consider giving us a like and subscribe. And thank you again for listening.